listening to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. A podcast for today's insurance agents. Informing. Educating. Empowering. Improving the way you do business in an industry that's anything but static. In today's episode, sales events are a great way to generate Medicare leads. Learn best practices and how to stay CMS compliant while hosting a Medicare sales event. Rules for hosting a compliant Medicare sales event, written by Roxanne Anderson. Are you considering holding a marketing event to get the attention of more Medicare clients? You'll need to follow CMS rules for hosting sales events. Think of this episode as our streamlined version of the Medicare Advantage and Part D communication requirements and Medicare communications and marketing guidelines for sales events. We'll start with establishing your event. First and foremost, you must determine which type of marketing event you would like to hold. There are two types of sales events, formal and informal. Here's what sets them apart. Formal sales events are when an agent presents plan-specific information to an audience invited to the occasion. Informal sales events are when an agent offers plan info upon request only, while at a table, booth, kiosk, or RV. After you decide which type of event you want to host, you should decide on the when, and where. You must register sales events with the proper parties and hold them in a public setting where individuals do not receive healthcare services. Now, quick note here, you may carry out sales activities in common areas of healthcare settings, including common entryways, vestibules, waiting rooms, hospital or nursing home cafeterias, even community, recreational, or conference rooms. But you may not carry out sales activities in exam or hospital patient rooms, treatment areas where patients interact with their provider or provider's team, and pharmacy counter areas where patients interact with pharmacy providers and obtain medications. Also, avoid sales activities at health fairs or expos where health screening is being provided to avoid the risk of being perceived as engaging in cherry-picking. That's a term we use to define selecting only the healthiest or wealthiest segments of the enrollment population, and it is also discrimination. You cannot target beneficiaries in such a way that only healthy potential enrollees are likely to access meetings and materials. Additionally, Be aware that you cannot hold a sales event within 12 hours of an educational event in the same building or any adjacent buildings. To meet these fundamental requirements, be sure to schedule your event far enough in advance to reserve a suitable space and let everyone know about it. Next, registering your event. Do you need to register sales events? Exact reporting deadlines and requirements vary from carrier to carrier, but 
Carriers are responsible for maintaining accurate records of all their agents' educational events and informal and formal sales events. The earlier you submit your events to carriers, the sooner you'll be able to start advertising them. Getting to know all your carriers' reporting requirements is important. The required lead time for reporting your event varies from carrier to carrier, so register your event as soon as possible. Not registering an event in time with one of your carriers will force you to reschedule it. Furthermore, if you fail to register an event with a carrier, you could lose out on sales commission and have your contract revoked. Definitely don't want that to happen, so plan early. To learn carriers' reporting requirements, start by looking in your online agent portal for guidance. Reporting often involves submitting an event information form to a sales manager or representative through email or using an online reporting tool. When in doubt, call the carrier's agent support number for help. You can find support numbers and agent portal links all in one place within the RitterDocs carrier pages. We will have the link to that in the episode notes for you. Now, a very important disclaimer I want to mention here. Any event not advertised as educational can be viewed as a marketing event and should be registered as one. Now, once you've chosen the event type, you've registered it with the proper parties, it is now time to market your Medicare sales events. So while just putting out a flyer with your sales seminar or workshops information on it seems simple enough, it's unacceptable. And here's why. I don't say that to be harsh. There's just more to think about when marketing a Medicare sales event, namely compliance. You must adhere to certain regulations for marketing your sales event. When creating ads or invites, you cannot require potential attendees to provide contact information to RSVP for the event. While you may plan to educate attendees on Medicare programs during your presentation, you cannot say your sales event is educational because educational events have a different set of requirements. You should disclose the products you plan on reviewing. Additionally, you must include the following disclaimer on all advertisements and invitations for your event. Quote, for accommodation of persons with special needs at sales meetings, call and then insert your phone number and the TTY number. End quote. If your event involves marketing Medicare Advantage or Medicare Part D, then you must also include the following third-party marketing organization or TPMO disclaimer on any printed materials distributed for the event. If marketing fewer than all plans within a service area, use this disclaimer, quote, we do not offer every plan available in your area. Currently, we represent X number of organizations, which offer X number of products in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov. 1-800-MEDICARE, or your local state health insurance program, SHIP, to get information on all of your options. 
end quote. If marketing all plans within a service area, use, quote, currently we represent X number of organizations which offer X number of products in your area. You can always contact Medicare.gov, 1-800-MEDICARE, or your local state health insurance program, SHIP, for help with plan choices, end quote. You can promote your gathering online via direct mailers and flyers or through other forms of media. However, if you cancel the event at least two days in advance, it's a good practice to notify potential attendees via the same advertising channels you used to promote the event. Tina recently reviewed apps for networking and hosting events. Lots of great information in that episode, so be sure to check it out. It is in the episode notes. Next, it is time to prepare your presentation for the event. Sales events allow agents to try to direct potential enrollees or current members toward a plan or set of plans. Many marketing and lead generating activities are allowed, but there are rules regarding the information you can collect. Let's look at what you can and cannot do at sales events. Starting with what you cannot do. You cannot request or accept a referral. You cannot offer health screenings or similar activities that could seem like or be used for cherry picking. Attendees cannot be required to use a sign-in sheet. At the event, you cannot compare one carrier's plan to other carrier's plans by name without getting written consent from all carriers involved in the comparison or without having studies or statistical data to back up comparisons. These comparisons must be factually based and cannot be misleading. You cannot discuss or cross-sell non-healthcare-related products at the event, for example, annuities or life insurance. You cannot use absolute or qualified superlatives when referencing products. For example, this is the best plan. You cannot use contact information provided by attendees for raffles or drawings for any other purpose. You're not allowed to give away cash or other monetary rebates. You may not offer or subsidize meals or a combination of foods and beverages that could make it seem like you're offering meals. You cannot require attendees to fill out a scope of appointment form or enrollment forms. You are not allowed to host a sales event within 12 hours of an educational event in the same building, or any adjacent buildings. That was our list of don'ts for Medicare sales events. Now let's flip the coin and talk about what we can and should do. At informal events, you should let beneficiaries approach you first. You can use sign-in sheets that clearly indicate providing contact information is optional. You must name all the products and plan types you'll cover before starting your Medicare sales event. You must use only carrier and CMS-approved presentations and talking points during the event. You can distribute giveaways with your contact information 
as long as the giveaway items comply with CMS nominal gift ordinances. You are also allowed to give away promotional items that include plan name, logo, toll-free number, even the carrier website. These items must also comply with CMS nominal gift ordinances. You can hand out objective educational materials on Medicare Advantage, Part D, and other Medicare programs. You are allowed to provide refreshments or light snacks, for example, coffee, soda, fruit, crackers. Just keep in mind the items must comply with CMS nominal gift ordinances. You can distribute star ratings information, the summary of benefits, a pre-enrollment checklist, and the multi-language insert with any enrollment form. You can collect lead cards, business reply cards, and enrollment applications. You must use the necessary TPMO disclaimer on printed marketing materials. You're allowed to freely give out your business card to attendees. You can arrange follow-up appointments and collect scope of appointment forms for future appointments. You can call attendees who attended a sales event as long as they gave express permission at the event for a follow-up call. You must have that documented permission to contact. Now that we've gotten through the list of do's and don'ts, you probably have all your ducks in a row. You're almost at the date of the event. But not everything always goes as planned. Something may happen and you may find that you have to cancel your sales event. While the Medicare Advantage and Part D communication requirements don't require you to submit sales event cancellations in HPMS, You should follow these best practices for canceling a sales event, as well as any policies set forth by your carriers. If you cancel the event within 48 hours of its originally scheduled date and time for any reason, including zero attendance, you should submit the event cancellation to all carriers involved or your upline and let the venue know. You should be present or have a plan representative present on-site at the original start time to let potential attendees know about the cancellation and provide them with plan information unless the cancellation is due to inclement weather. And then remain or have the plan representative remain on-site at least 15 minutes after the original start time. If you cancel the event at least 48 hours in advance of its originally scheduled date and time, you should still submit the event cancellation to all carriers involved or your upline and let the venue know. Tell potential attendees about the canceled event the same way you let them know about it in the first place. And if you cannot do so, you must provide proof substantiating that to all carriers involved. Compliance should always be your number one priority. We have covered many reasons why it's important to stay compliant, many of them in our episode on rules for hosting a compliant Medicare educational event. Those reasons also fit in here with sales events, so be sure to give that episode a listen. It'll be linked in the episode notes for you. Don't forget, 
During your event, you may unknowingly speak with a secret shopper. They are a thing. By treating all attendees with respect and following the rules, you can ensure a secret shopper will only have good things to report. Now, conducting a compliant Medicare sales event might seem intimidating. We just outlined a lot of rules. But we don't want you to let that stop you from adding them to your list of strategies to grow your insurance business, because they're an effective strategy. If you're looking for support in marketing, join the Ritter team by registering with us. You'll gain access to customizable marketing materials, our CRM tool, the Ritter platform, and so much more. Check out the episode notes to find out more about Ritter's tools. And remember, we are always here to help with any questions, so you have nothing to fear. You can contact us by leaving a message at 1-717-562-7211 or by sending an email to asgpodcast at ritterim.com. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next episode. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing, an integrity company. This episode was written by Roxanne Anderson. Script adaptation by Tina Lamaru. Recording and production by me, Sarah Rupel. Podcast design by Urban Rivera. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. Follow along with our show wherever you like to listen. 